Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 29th of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. World Cup celebrations have merged with the holidays and life in Argentina looks like a sequence of get-togethers and toasts. But while many seem ready to push back all tasks and responsibilities until 2023, the government still has time for conflict. On Wednesday the 21st, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Buenos Aires City in regards to the capital's lawsuit against the national government for knocking off a significant portion of its federal revenue-sharing percentage in 2020. Back then, the sum was transferred to the Buenos Aires province, a decision that sparked controversy as it was perceived as a tactic to smother the opposition, which rules the city. At the time, however, President Fernandez claimed to have made the decision on the grounds that the city is much wealthier than the province. Now, the nation's highest tribunal is ordering the national state to return that percentage in theory. This shouldn't affect other provinces, as the sum will only be deducted from the funds corresponding to the national government in the primary distribution. That said, on Friday the 23rd, President Fernandez pledged to disobey the Supreme Court ruling, calling it unprecedented, incongruent, and impossible to comply with. This drew immediate backlash from opposition leaders and political analysts. The city mayor, who was favored by the ruling, called it an attack on democracy. But that's not the end of the story. Three days after indicating he was unwilling to comply with the ruling, the president backtracked and said he was going to honor the decision, albeit using local inflation-linked bonds that mature in 2031. The opposition is not happy about this. But do you know who is happy? The grandmothers of Plaza de Macho, who announced on Thursday the 22nd that they successfully identified the 131st and 132nd missing grandchildren dedicated to finding the children, now adults, stolen and illegally adopted during the last military dictatorship. The grandmothers were able to identify the biological family of a 44-year-old, a couple of political activists who were kidnapped in 1977, and a 47-year-old, two rural workers who disappeared in 1976. The suspicion is that the 131st grandchild could have been born at ESMA, one of the largest torture and extermination centers during the era of state terrorism. In other news, the economy is contracting, and unemployment rose for the first time since the pandemic. What's more, economic activity could lose momentum next year due to the uncertainty surrounding the presidential election and ongoing droughts affecting commodity exports. Experts are forecasting a modest economic expansion in 2023 of only 1%. The tourism sector, for example, a key source of dollars, saw more travelers leaving the country than foreigners arriving. The Chamber of Credit and Purchase Cards also noticed that almost 4 million Argentines stopped using credit cards with low- and middle-income socioeconomic segments being the most affected. While they are not certain about the causes, theories indicate that the cause may be the caps on interest rates. 
The existence of these caps, combined with rising inflation, forces many banks to suspend the cards of the highest-risk customers, who could qualify only if the rates were allowed to be higher. On that note about credit cards and tourism, the government has come up with a new scheme to lure foreign tourists. Visa and MasterCard are now allowed to offer travelers an exchange rate that's similar to the black markets. For the time being, the difference between the official and parallel rates is almost 100%. Historically, visitors in Argentina had to swap dollars for pesos on the black market to get a much better exchange rate than they would have through the traditional channels. Nowadays, however, paying with cash only is quite cumbersome as the largest denomination bill is worth about $3, meaning you need to carry a lot of bills to get around. But Argentina needs to lure more dollars into the formal economy, which is why foreign-issued credit cards will now recognize the differential exchange rate. Unfortunately, not all companies are on board yet. American Express hasn't implemented the new exchange rate. Speaking of tourism, Ushuaia is expecting some 540 cruise calls this season and an estimated 200,000 visitors. Located at the southernmost tip of South America, Ushuaia is a key connection point for those traveling to Antarctica. Most of the international demand is from Spain, France, Italy, and Germany, plus the United States, which represent a significant percentage of the cruise traffic. Also in the Tierra del Fuego province, the local legislative assembly signed a law that turns Peninsula Mitre into a protected natural area, covering some 500,000 hectares on both land and sea. The area holds some 84% of the province's peat bogs. The province will now have to present a management program for the conservation and maintenance of the area. On the La Plata River shores, on the other hand, authorities have alerted the public to the appearance of poisonous stingrays. They were spotted both on the beaches of Punta Lara and Ensenada, south of the city of Buenos Aires. According to experts, the injuries caused by these are not deadly, but can produce great burning. Since we're on the topic of health, the Ministry of Health announced that using photos of prescriptions to access medication will no longer be allowed. Ever since the pandemic started, pharmacies across the country began to recognize digital prescriptions as valid. This even included photos of physical prescriptions, which either patients or pharmacists could print out. But on Monday the 26th, authorities announced that those photos would no longer be valid and that only physical or digital prescriptions with certified electronic signatures can be used. Almost immediately, the measure generated strong inconveniences for patients, with hundreds of people complaining about the impossibility of accessing the drugs they needed. Health authorities then decided to extend the exceptional measure until February. That means that you will be able to keep using photos of prescriptions until the 28th of February, and after that, everything seems to indicate that they will no longer be valid. In related news, Argentina's National Agency for the Promotion of Research, Technological Development, and Innovation granted more than 1 billion pesos worth of funding, around $3.5 million, 
at the parallel exchange rate to carry out clinical studies of phases two and three of the local COVID-19 vaccine called RBAC, Cecilia Grierson. These will be carried out during the first quarter of 2023. In the meantime, Argentina will receive bivalent vaccines, which combine a stimulus for the creation of antibodies against the spike protein present in the initial variants of the infection and the Omicron mutations. From one type of needle to another, tattoo artists in Argentina are going through their finest moment. After winning the World Cup, fans in the country are lining up to immortalize the achievement on their skins, with images of the trophy and Lionel Messi being most popular choices. Tattooists are booked for weeks, with three or more appointments a day. That said, some epic fails became viral on social media, such as misspelled player names and unrecognizable images of them. By the way, Argentina moved up one place to number two in the FIFA rankings, which is led by Brazil, despite their being eliminated in the quarterfinals. If you're wondering whether the World Cup win can have any impact on the economy, Bloomberg published an interesting piece on the relationship between these mood bumps and economic figures. We link to the article in the show notes in case you want to give it a read. Also, if you've heard the word portrero being thrown around, but you're not sure what it means, an article by the New York Times titled, Far from the World Cup, the essence of Argentine soccer expands its reach, may be helpful to get a better grasp of that concept. We'll include that in the show notes, too. And that's it for this week. The end of the year is a great time to think back and to think forward, something we are very focused on here at Rorschach. All these things we talk about each week, why did they happen? And what consequences will they have? Thanks again for listening. May we all come together in 2023 in peace and in joy. Happy New Year or Feliz Año Nuevo. Nos vemos la próxima semana.